Hey, it's Gil from the Mind Buzz. Today's Mind Culture and Social Podcast. And you're listening to Pods Like Us. Hello and welcome to Pods Like Us. I'm Martin Quibble, known to my friends as Marv, and this time I am speaking with DJ Scoob from the podcast Undiscovered Entrepreneur. Thank you for speaking with me today. <laughs> Hello, Martin. How are you? I'm fine. I do love that laugh. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> do, do I keep calling you DJ Scoob or Jesse? Oh, DJ Scoob, I'll answer, I will actually answer to Scoob faster than my real name. So I've kind of uh, stuck with that. <laughs> it's just funny because people will, in your show, they will actually call you Jesse. Yeah, uh, I think that's mainly because that's the name that's on the screen. I really should change that. But, I mean, some people still call me DJ. Um, but it is what it is. I, I love it all. Yes, it's like some people will call me Martin because that's what it says at the bottom of the screen on mine, or right. they'll call me Marv. I don't mind either way, really. <laughs> so, first up, how is the uh, the DJ business coming on? I mean, that's that's the that's the one thing I've garnered that has pushed you into this uh, podcast and looking at influ- inspiration of people starting their own businesses. True. Yes. Uh, well, it's still a work in progress. Uh, <laughs> that's the whole reason why I call myself DJ Scoob, because I wanted to be a DJ. Um, I, I'm still trying to get things together, but I, you know, I enjoy doing the podcast so, so much that I've really put the DJ you know, music kind of like on the back burner for now so I could concentrate on this, because being able to help people as much as I have uh, up to this point has been such a great feeling that... I mean, it's beyond anything that I ever thought I'd even accomplish in my lifetime. So I've kind of stuck to that over doing uh, the DJ business. So, well, I know um, each time I listen to the episodes, I uh, I can hear you know this inspiration there, this influence there. I mean, even on myself, who's not gone into business as such, I was listening to the episode the other day that really jumped out at me and I've posted up, I've posted up a bit of footage. If you don't mind on my, on the, the show, on my show's uh, TikTok page of some bits from the discussion that you, that you had with the uh, Dragos or Dragos, the fantastic beekeeping information. Cause like you pointed out at the end or towards the end, when he explains uh, about the details that you look for on the packaging and and to to do with you know the honey and where the honey is sourced from it was just absolute gold information you know that that is just brilliant yeah and and i wasn't really even expecting him to do that i mean i asked him a little bit about it but for some reason i mean he had so much great information about honey and i mean having a honey business in your family for over five generations you're bound to learn a little something about it but um, I really highlighted that information in a lot of my uh, a lot of my clips and things like that too, because it's it's just information you wouldn't really know uh, 
and uh, I'm, I'm really glad he went over that. And he actually has my highest downloads right now, too. So he's really he really is a great, great interview and a great person to listen to. Well, I don't know whether you know, but there are two or three actual beekeeping podcasts out there. Oh, I'm sure there is. There's a podcast mm. for just about everything out there. So that doesn't surprise me in the least. No. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't expect to listen to actually run into, you know, information about honey in an entrepreneur podcast. So I guess that's why it's just a little bit different than most. But it was just, th- there was something about it. It was almost like, you, you, you know, television shows that you're watching, documentaries where you cu- where you're fixated on it. And as you were t- chatting with, with him, but I find this a lot with a lot of the guests that you get, is that you you just can't stop listening. It's it's just, it's wall-to-wall information that's just absolutely fascinating. It is. It really is. And I, I'm really thankful to have the guests that I've, have, I've had up to this point that's been able to share this much information and all this great nuggets of knowledge for anybody that's willing to listen. Do you think that because you're doing it in under in under an hour for, for each episode, do you think that that actually distills it so that you actually get solid information from start to finish and you don't go into areas that take it away from that so you've got it succinctly there? You know, it actually is uh, natural the way things have worked out to this point. Most of my episodes, and I think that has a lot to do with the questions that I ask, have worked themselves down to, you know, 30 to 45 minutes. I've had one or two that went to an hour, but they were just so jam-packed with information, I, I didn't want to cut any of it out. Uh, for example, my interview with Cliff Ravenscraft went for over an hour, but he, uh, he, Cliff Ravenscraft was just such an amazing individual. I wanted to just get as much information as I could out of him because he's definitely someone that I idolize um, as far as my entrepreneur adventure. But I think anybody can really learn from. And then you've had other situations as well where you had a guest. Oh, I can't remember his name now, but he had that uh, that software that links all of these different things. And he was such an inspiration on you personally that now you are an advocate for that actual software yourself, which I'm guessing you hadn't actually initially gone into this situation realizing that that would happen yeah uh that's philip hughes for my episode two and my episode 11 where we did a follow-up with him uh the six-month follow-up with him and uh yeah when we first started that interview with him i didn't realize that was going to happen but the software program was just so amazing um and i wanted to be able to share it with anybody that i could and we just decided to make an affiliate you know share with that and I've been advocating for that software ever since because really having all your analytics on one screen instead of going here to there and here to there to figure out, you know, uh, how your Twitter's doing, how your Facebook is doing, anything like that, really cuts down a lot of time. And you're able to look back and see what posts worked the best so you can kind of work off of those posts and make better posts, you know. So and uh, it's definitely grown a lot since that last episode. It's been an amazing adventure. Well, it's it's something where we're all in that situation where we use multiple platforms and multiple different types of software, and it can get irritating at times because you want something from one piece of software to connect to another piece of software, 
So it can get irritating where they don't speak with each other. So, you know, to, to think of, I'm trying to find another way of saying it, but that's technically it. It's software communicating with each other. So what he's created there is a piece of software where all of these different apps or pieces of software will actually communicate with each other and work together. That's right. That's where you can gather all your analytics from all the different types of sources, even your website. Uh, I think he's just integrated Google. So Google searches are in there now too, uh, all in one place. So they can communicate with each other so you can understand where to put uh, any monies or any energies into a particular uh, particular place so you could, you know, gain more trust, gain more you know, followers or however, I mean, it really depends on what you're using it for um, instead of trying to figure it out. Because when you have them all over the place like that, it's really hard to understand which one's doing the best in a yeah. decent amount of time. And then, for example, if you are a internet manager at, say, a car dealership or something like that, and you have a presentation you want to do, now you have to go over to this analytic, pull that, make a chart, then pull this analytic over here and make that chart well now with this one you could actually make charts just all in one shot so you could take hours and hours of of searching and information of time and just take it down to a click absolutely so what's the history of the show because well actually if we're going into this essentially it's it's an extension or a alteration of your your previous show because you used to have uh, undiscovered or not undiscovered, untitled entrepreneur before this, and then you transitioned over to undiscovered entrepreneur, which I think is actually a better title anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, uh, when I did the the brand change over to the undiscovered entrepreneur, it just seemed to fit a lot better um, than untitled entrepreneur. Um, the history, okay, well, I started out wanting to be a karaoke DJ and a music DJ, like I said earlier. Um but I had no equipment. I had nothing. I mean, like zero. So I thought to myself, I can open a GoFundMe page and people will just give me money. Eh, wrong. That didn't happen. So, I mean, I made a couple hundred dollars in a couple of months. And I'm sure that was my mom just throwing in a couple of dollars to make me feel good. Um, so when that epically failed, I started doing a little research on how to actually do a crowdfund. And um, I heard in a book, I listened to my books. I don't read them because... I don't know. It just works better for my brain. Um, a good way to get your name out there and get out what you're doing is to start a podcast. And yeah. I was like, oh, this is great. I could do a podcast. That's great. So I started the un- the Untitled Entrepreneur, and I was just loving it so much. And then I had a family issue where I had to rebrand, and that's what happened there. So I rebranded to the Undiscovered Entrepreneur, made some changes in the uh, in the format, um, and things just worked out so much better. I'm actually glad I had to rebrand. And that's one of the things I like about failures is you can learn from and make things better than when they, when you started with. And uh, it's made it up to uh, my episode 25 will be coming out next week. Well, your most recent episode, the actual guest, uh, he actually says that to him, there is no such thing as failure in a way. It's, or I can't remember, it's something along those lines where if something doesn't work, you actually learn from that. It's not a mistake. It's something that you can learn from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Failure um, is more of a learning tool than anything else, in my opinion. 
uh, failure, um, fail, first attempt at learning. That's what I call that. I mean, and that's an acronym that I use once or twice in my podcasts. Um, we all experience failure in all of our entrepreneur adventures at one point or another, but it's not the type of failure where you throw up your hands and just stop doing what you're doing. And instead you say, okay, I did this. How do we improve it? How do we make a change? How do we make it different? That way it's better and we don't have to deal with that failure. And if something similar comes again, you know how to deal with that failure and how to make the change. So when you did the rebranding then, how did the how did you actually restructure the show? How was it initially and and when you were looking at it and looking at the rebrand, what were you thinking of with the change of um structure of the show? So First of all, the name change was probably the biggest part of the whole thing. And I actually, all I did was just throw out a thesaurus on my phone and start just, I put untitled and just kind of went down a rabbit hole until I came across undiscovered. And it just fit so well because all the people I talked to are basically undiscovered entrepreneurs. So that really fit. Also, um, the format of the show itself, a better intro, a better outro, um, the music's a little bit different and just some changes I made there just sounded so much better than it did from the un- untitled entrepreneur that I just had to go with it. It just sounded so much better. And that's kind of how I restructured things. Now the questions themselves were still the same, but like everything else just really fell into place right there at the very end. Yeah. You, you will find when I put my blog out, I actually mentioned about the music and I say uh, in my blog, um, this is a bit of a spoiler here. I, I said in my blog, am I the only person who went, who does a dance to the music? Because that music is so, you can't stop moving your foot to it or tapping, you know, along to it. Yeah, I actually found that music on Soundstripe and it was a uh, a gentleman, I can't remember his name off the top of my head, but um, all my music's actually all done by that one gentleman. And the and I like doing that because it all fits together so fluidly and so nicely. It's actually a combination of, of two different songs that I just cut up into pieces. Yeah. But they flow so nicely together and that's why I kinda did that way. That way they flow together and it sounds good. And I I know I love electronic music. I mean, that's been my entire existence up to this, but that's why I wanted to be a DJ. But I figured I could still incorporate some of my my love of EDM music into my podcast because that's kind of who I am and what it does. Well, it's your uh, personality. It is who you are. Much as the, the the laugh is a part of your personality as well. Oh well, I've, I've been doing the laugh for about twenty some odd years, so you know it's really become a part of me. But I guess it, you know it's really hard for me to talk about myself in that kind of aspect. Uh, I I. I try to be a uh, convey happiness and and kind of resonate with just who I am. I've always been like this most of my life. And when I was a kid growing up, I was always holding the door open for the for the people coming in and out. Uh, I was always asking questions and trying to see if there's ways I could figure out how to help other people. And it's just what I've done pretty much my whole life. So and the podcast has just become an incorporation of everything that I've loved and everything that I've done in my life out there for people to see here and and try for themselves and maybe rub off a little bit on them make them smile make them happier make them understand that we're all here to help each other well it's it's definitely a show where you listen to it and you can't um and it will automatically bring you up 
in a sense, you know, because it's 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 a good thing because it's a positive show because you're looking at someone who's doing something positive in they've discovered something and they're going out there and putting themselves out there with business. But you've also got the positive of your own your own personality in there as well added to that so it's it's a win-win on positivity absolutely and uh it's really how i brand myself is really what it boils down to the end this person i am the brand i am me i don't have anybody else doing this stuff for me or or i don't have any help or anything like that i am the brand so if i am going to be the brand i want to be the best brand that i can be that's right My name is Dr. Sally Grissom, and I invented time travel. That wasn't my goal, but then one minute I'm in my lab, and the next I'm in the middle of a 1940s military experiment. The Office of Developed Anomalous Resources took my invention and immediately did what shadowy government agencies do, turned it into a weapon for the dawning Cold War. I've changed a whole lot of history since then, and I don't think you could say it was all for the better. It's all my new friends and I can do to make sure Odar doesn't tear the fabric of space-time apart at the seams. And if you can hear this, then maybe, just maybe, we didn't f*** it all up. But I wouldn't bet money on it. The show description then, so I would say that each episode you will speak to a different, as you say, undiscovered entrepreneur. It's normally somebody who's been in business for, is it under a year that they've been in business? And then, so you have a discussion with them to discuss the background of their business, what the business is all about. And then I really like the idea that you have where you're going to chat with them again six months down the line to see how they're getting on. So you ask them where they think they will be in the next six months. And then you come back to them six months later to see if they've actually reached that goal. And the interesting thing is that none of these people come out with goals that are so far out there it's almost as though there's a realistic side to them where they'll say i think i'll be here and it's like it's almost like i remember i can't remember who said it but this person said tiny steps you don't expect to be able to climb everest within six months you've got to go to a little hill first in a sense and then you work your way up to that level Exactly, exactly. And that's why I choose six months. I mean, you listen to a lot of other entrepreneurial podcasts and don't go, you know, one year or five years, what's your goal for that? But six months really kind of put your feet on the ground and, and you got to be kind of like, like you're saying, it's got to be tangible. It's got to be something that you can reach because when I contact you in six months, you got to be able to say, yes, I accomplished this or no, I didn't accomplish this and know why. And that's really why I, I follow up uh, every six months to, not, number one, hold them accountable because not, now they're not just going to be accountable for me, but they're going to be accountable to everybody that's, they, <laughs> that's listened to the podcast at this point because they want to follow that hero's journey. They want to follow that adventure that, they're, that these uh, other people are having. And that's one of the reasons why a lot of people like to listen to my podcast is because they want to hear the story. They want to hear what these people have been doing. What have they accomplished in six months? Did they actually reach their goal? And that's one of the reasons why I even do that for myself, too. My episode zero, my episode 11, where I do an interview with myself every six months to see where even I stand. Because I wouldn't expect them to do anything that I wouldn't do. So that's why I try to hold myself accountable every six months 
I'm actually due for another one here pretty soon to interview myself um, to see how far we've come. So how far have you come? Not very far, unfortunately. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm still working two jobs. Uh, I do work at a hospital and I do work at a restaurant as a server. Uh, they call me Scooby-Doo at the server at the restaurant there. I don't know why. <laughs> the kids I'll, love it, apparently. I wonder. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, it, it's and then I'm still trying to get the downloads. It's been a little bit difficult, but, I, you know, I, I try not to measure myself too much as far as downloads, more along the lines of the quality of, of what I'm putting out for those people that do actually listen to my show. Yes, it can be really, you have to be very careful when you look at your downloads that in a sense, like you said, you have to think about what what products you're putting out there more than your downloads because it's like somebody once said to me, you put the product out there, eventually, you know, the people will, it's almost like the, the field of dreams thing, isn't it? You know, if you build it, they will come in in essence. So because it's out there for people to discover. I mean, I've got episodes from almost two years ago when I started that people are listening to now. And I'll think, how come you're listening to those episodes there now in, in a way? And it's it's because it's out there in the ether, in the cloud, so to speak, for them to actually come to at a point. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And if you actually look at the gentleman that I follow that I do mention quite frequently, Pat Flynn, yeah. um, I actually listened to his episode since episode zero, his very first episode he put out in 2010. I listened to every single one of his episodes up to that point, straight on. Um, and he's at episode 620-something now, and I've heard every single one of them. But the reason I did that is because I wanted to learn and absorb as much information as I could from him to do what I'm doing today. And I think that's why a lot of people will go back and listen to your archives just to kind of get an idea of what your story is, where you have been and where you're going. That's a good point. So how do you actually arrange the guest? So um, I actually have a couple of resources for guests. Uh, my very first resource was Facebook groups, just entrepreneur Facebook groups. I'll go in there and just kind of offer some information or kind of give them some value so they know that I'm, you know, that I'm an authority. I know what I'm talking about. And then after a while, if things come up, if the situation comes up where they say, well, I'm new, you know, how can these people help me? Then I go, Hey, I can help you because I have a podcast about brand new entrepreneurs. I can help you get your word out there. I won't charge you anything for it. And I'm just here to help you. So, um, and then every once in a while, I'll go, hey, does it, if anybody's new, raise your hand or anything like that, you know. And um, I also do something similar like that on Twitter, too. I do have a couple of Twitter groups that I am a part of. And then um, I will do a pre interview of some kind. Yeah. And that way I can assess that they're going to be a good match for the show before I actually put them on there. Um, and there has been a few cases where. I do the interview. I was like, eh, that just doesn't quite fit with what I'm looking for. Thank you. And that kind of thing. But that's how come I'm able to get quality guests on is because I'm able to do this pre-interview, ask them a few questions about what they've done in their entrepreneur adventure, what kind of uh, stumbling blocks 
or struggles they've had. And if the story works for me, because that's really what it's all about for me, a story, getting getting that hero's journey out to the people um, is really how I make sure that they're quality guests. Do you record those uh, pre-chats, chats before? I actually, uh, I actually do the pre-interview right there on the spot on Facebook. Okay. Um, for a couple reasons. Reasons number one, they're right there right now. I don't have to wait. Yeah. You know, if you wait too long, they might get cold feet, and then I lost them. But reason number two is anybody that's looking at that little pre-interview on that. Uh, I try not to do it on DMs. I actually try to do it right there on the uh, post. Okay. And anybody could look at those and see, hey, he's actually talking to these people. Maybe I can get on this too. So that kind of builds on itself. Absolutely. So what sort of research do you do after you've done that preliminary discussion? Um, it really depends on, on what they're doing and how far along they are on their entrepreneur adventure. If they have a website up already, I'm actually able to look at the website and see what they're doing there. Some people are so new, they don't even have a website yet. So it's just, I'm just going right off of that pre-interview um, on, the, on the DMs or on the posts. You know, I, I kind of stick my neck out a little bit when it comes to something like that, just because a lot of it's unknown. But at the same time, it, I think that makes for a good quality show, too, because it's really on the fly. I mean, it might be the same questions over and over again, but at the same time, those questions will, will kind of bring out the best and what they have to offer as far as information. That's why a lot of times I'll stick to those questions because they just seem to work so well. Um, and that kind of gets a, whatever... I need to find out out. But at the same time, you might ask those questions, but each time, because the person's different, they will come out with a different answer. And then you will pick up then on that answer and you will then take that answer and stretch it. In, in a sense, you'll pick up on something when they're answering that and you'll carry on on that to get to garner more out of that little bit of information and fill it out more. Exactly, exactly. And uh, I'll also inter interject a little bit of my knowledge. If I have something to say about it or if I, I'm able to, to help, you know, kind of top off or restate that same answer in a different way for people to understand, I'll throw that out too. I'll do definitely follow-up questions after the main question to kind of extend that out or dig a little bit more to, to get more information out of them about that particular answer that they give. Ask them why. Uh, ask him how long, ask, you know, open-ended questions to be able to hear and extend those answers to find out what they really are about. But some some of them, like, I mean, I'm going to go back to Dragos again, and I'm going to say that in that one, it was interesting because you were getting information from him without even having to do any of this in a way. you, you it, It's almost, um, it's like sometimes, sometimes it's incredible when you get some guest because it's like, you light the fuse and off they go and they go and they go and they go and they give you so much that you, it, it's, it's almost like, oh, do, do you remember the old, the old, um, I think you call them GI Joes and we call them action men where you pull a cord and uh -huh. it just, it just keeps talking for so long. And it's, oh, yeah. it's th those sort of guests are just amazing. 
And I'm really glad when I come across those guests because that kind of makes my job a little bit easier. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it, it helps them out too because they're, now they're getting their word and, and what they do and what they're able to do and able to help with out into the open where they haven't done that before. But you always can tell when somebody is very well spoken and you know and able to do that because they have the experience of being able to talk and even from long ways. Even though some of my uh, entrepreneurs are brand new. They still have the capability of being able to talk and being able to say what they have to say and kind of get that information out there. They just have the knack for it. They just have the have the gene for it, I guess. It's really hard to kind of pin it down, but you, you could tell when somebody is well-spoken. But in, in a way, that is part of why they are in the situation that they are in. It's because there's a certain positivity in them Um I'm tr trying to think of a way of saying it where they will know how to explain everything about what they are about because they are that positive about it that it's just there within themselves, that information to impart out to people. Well, it's their passion. Yes. Yeah. It, it really is. And when you're passionate about something like that, you're going to want to talk about it for hours because that's really what you love. It's what you do. It's what your zone of genius is. It is. And, and when you could be your authentic self with something like that, you're able to speak for it for a little bit of time and, and it convey the knowledge of what you're able to do and what your passion is. Yeah. It's like, it's like you know, to use an example uh, from, from somewhere else, like it's like a podcast. If you're doing a podcast about a group or, or a musician that you love – you will be able to talk about them for so long because that is your passion, much like beekeeping is the passion of Dregos. Um, the software package, the analytics package is is his. This is that person's passion. So you will always be able to just flow freely discussion-wise about whatever it is that, that you love. Exactly. For example, like if you want to talk about really bad movies, I could talk all day about really bad movies, movies like Monos, the Hands of Fate, movies like uh, Santa Claus versus the Martians, you know, things like that. I could talk about that all day. Weird Al Yankovic, I talk about Weird Al Yankovic all day, you know, and that's just kind of the weird guy I am. But that, and then if I want to talk about the podcast, obviously I'm going to be able to talk about the podcast because that's what my passion is. You've caught one of my spots there with Santa Claus Conquers the Martians. Yes! Oh, I'm glad I'm not the only one. I'm really hard to find people that actually know what that movie is. <laughs> I, it, It's one of those films I've said to people where it's so bad, it's hilariously funny. Yes! <laughs> but, <laughs> yes. I can't believe we've got another Santa Claus Conquers the Martians reference out there it's oh yeah wow. i have the movie i i have it right here and it's it's in my collection yeah we've got it on dvd over there ready yeah. for christmas <laughs> but but my other half will not watch it with me well you know i can't get my wife to sit down and watch it with me i mean it's a, you really got to have a passion for bad movies you really have yeah have you seen have you seen manos in the hands of fate no i haven't seen that one no Worst movie ever made, like ever. And I'm not just saying that because it's bad, but I mean, it is documented as the worst movie ever made. You should write it down, see if you could find it. I have it on DVD. My kids gave it to me for Christmas one year. 
I'm tempted to say send me a link. <laughs> I, I do quite like to watch all sorts of movies, including bad movies. I'm Agent Scott. And I'm Cam the Provocateur. And we're from the Spy Hards podcast. That's right. And you are listening to Pods Like Us, the podcast that also has the Midas touch. So how do you record and edit the show? Well, uh, as far as recording the show, uh, we're doing it kind of like what we're doing here. I do it on Zoom because um, it's free yep. uh, for the moment anyway. And uh, it has the settings that I need to be able to record separate tracks for each one. That way I can edit it a little cleaner, a little bit better. And then I will edit in Audacity. And uh literally learning audacity was just me watching an hour video from a guy that was editing it. And I just copied what he did, copied the settings that he had on his screen. And I have a quality sounding podcast. It was really simple. Um, I, will I go into more expensive things? Uh, eventually maybe, I don't know, but right now the, 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 uh, the quality is decent enough. And, uh, I love editing. I know it's hard for probably to hear, because <laughs> a lot of people like hate editing, but that's really when I get into my flow is when I'm actually editing. Because I, I I went from when I first started podcasting for an hour episode, it took me four or five hours to actually do. I had to break it up into sections because my two jobs. So it took me a while. But now uh, a half an hour podcast might may take me an hour, an hour and a half tops to to edit. Because I've learned all the quick buttons. I've learned all the gizmos and how quickly I can get in and out of them. Uh, quick shortcuts to be able to make things sound better. Yeah, it's it's uh, using those quick tools and just repetition is really what it boils down to when it comes to processes. In essence, when you're editing the show, it's almost like you've got an internal uh, – there's like an internal rhythm – uh, that you are listening for in the show and a pace to the show that you have, you have an idea in your head, the pace that you want that show to go at. Uh, so editing is just looking at those bits and trying to make sure that that rhythm is there and everything is there that needs to be. It's, it's like, um, it's almost like, um, so to use a musical metaphor, John Lennon, when he used to, used to, used to record songs, he used to be famous for, snipping bits out that he thought musically lasted too long or, or whatever he wanted to get to the get to the song so that's why you would sometimes find that some of his music he'd miss beats out so you'd have like a seven eight section because he wanted to get back to that so he's got that internal rhythm there and that's what he wants it to sound like so we're listening for that when we do the edit exactly and you'll actually start when you're Editing in Audacity, you'll actually start recognizing waveforms of what the sound actually looks like. And if it's a sound you know you don't want or you don't need, you'll clip that out. Also, the, the rhythm of the speaking, you'll be able to start catching up on and know that if you clip this a little too much or clip it too big, it's not going to sound right. So you clip it just right. So it's all, you know, you learn in in time and in repetition, what sounds good, where the sounds come from, what, I mean, I know what a breath sound sound looks like. I know what a S sound looks like, things of that nature. So if I don't want that, I don't even have to play it. I just clip it out because I know I don't want it. 
Yep. We all know what ums and ahs look like. Oh, yeah, that's an easy one. Yeah, yeah that's easy. <laughs> uh, so we, we, we know where they are to snip as many of those out as possible. But at the same time, though, I mean, I found, I don't know whether you found it the same. I used to do that all of the time. So I'd go all the way through and I'd remove every single mm, ah, and and everything like that throughout. And I found that I've, I found then that, in a sense, I listened and then I listened to the original and I thought, in a way, the original sounds almost more natural, like a natural conversation. So you almost become a bit more relaxed the more that you get used to it. But that doesn't mean that you leave them all in there, I might say. I don't leave them all in there. I still get, I guess, still get rid of a lot, but I leave the occasional one in there because it's natural that people would be like that when they're discussing, because it's it's not like in a normal discussion, you will go from there to there without any pauses for thought, for instance. Absolutely. Uh, you want to, you still want it to sound natural. I mean, if you take out all the ums and ahs and the breath sounds, you're more robot than really natural. And if, if you listen to the difference between my first six or seven episodes to where I am now, I actually start leaving in breath sounds. I start leaving in just a few ums and ahs just to make sure it sounds natural. If you listen to my first six episodes, I'm cutting it all out. Yeah. And and I could definitely tell between the two the, the, the difference in the flow. And uh, that's it, it really made an improvement. I mean, it doesn't sound like it should. But it really does because it sounds more natural. It sounds more humanized. It, it just sounds what we're used to as humans. We all know when we're going to breathe. I mean, it, <laughs> even uh, words that we all kind of say consistently. I said actually a lot. I mean, I don't know if you noticed that or not, but I said actually a million bajillion times. So I'm trying to stay out of that idea. You always know when I start a new question because I'll say the word so. Yes. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, well. I was not going to say that too, but I do the same thing. If you listen to the same thing, um, and it, that's my bridge word into my next section, and we all have a bridge word or something that we say that's kind of consistent. Uh, it, it's everybody has their word. Actually, is my word along with so. It's funny. This is the second episode I've recorded on you know consecutively where this disc where this discussion has come up because oh. the previous episode <laughs> i recorded we discussed exactly the same thing and i was saying to to paul from vintage rock pod that that's one of those things where we have these words or these sayings that we will use all the time and it's it's also the same as we have the same intro and outro every time it's like it's it's inbuilt that you will always intro an episode by saying this or a discussion by saying this you know so i've always got my hello and welcome to pods like us blah blah and then the ending is exactly the same every time essentially so it's just something that's part of you as a person exactly but the way every once in a while you want to break that up a little bit that that change that little bit of change oh wait he's doing something different than he doesn't normally does that'll get people's attention I did that recently with, um, I was doing a show with uh, somebody else who does a paranormal uh, podcast, but he also has had an interest in uh, comic books. And we were discussing the uh, the, the, the recent passing of the, uh, the artist Tim Sales, who mm. did artwork for DC, Marvel, and he was the artist behind all of the artwork in the series Heroes. 
So we found ourselves discussing him and it was actually record. It, and I just said to, to the guest, I said, uh, do you know what? I think we ought to just start recording now and just start from this and work our way into the show. And then, so that's what we did. So there was no actual introduction as such. And then eventually I just said, look, we're discussing this because it was something that was close to us and we're letting you into this a bit early so you can hear us talking about this, but I am actually speaking with, and then I introduced and I said, and he makes the show, blah, blah, blah. So that was a slight alteration that I made then. And but I haven't had any feedback off anybody about it. So obviously nobody disliked him. Yeah. If you hear, if you don't hear anything, sometimes that's a good thing. So, <laughs> well, my mum's not got back to me about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But I'm doing something similar too. Uh, my next episode that's coming out, episode uh, 25, I'm actually doing a coaching on top wow. of what I'm doing now is every once in a while, just to kind of uh, change things up a little bit, I'm going to interview. And then my next episode or after that will be the coach, a coaching of that person that I just interviewed the, the week before. Wow. But the intro, that one's going to be completely different than one I, what you're used to. So I'm I'm kind of excited to see how that's going to work out. Okay, before I go back into the back into the archive again after listening to your most recent, I will purposely wait and listen to your listen to that episode first, then and then you can read my response and reactions in the in the blog. Now, just just so you know, I don't know if you're going to be able to do that or not because I actually record probably about two months ahead of time. I have to batch content. That's yes. just the only way I'm able to do it. And when I do that, it could be a month, maybe two months before I get the episode that I'd like edited today actually out, you know, into the into the real world. So, I mean, that I have to do that between both jobs and everything else. Like today I did, I have you I'm speaking with. I had another interview that I'm going to be doing after this. I did a editing of the coaching that I just finished, which was an hour and a half. And I put out a new episode that's going to be coming out. So I did all that just today. That way I'm good for a while. Cause I know that it's going to be a while before I get sit down and do it all again. You and I are very similar because the episode that went out this past Sunday, and then the next two episodes that are going out, they were recorded back in July, which is two months ago. Mm -hmm. And, but because of my job, and because of the, you know, because I do 70-something hours, I'm out for that long in a week. Sometimes you, you, you're just too tired, in a way, from all those hours, from wanting to actually spend the time doing it. Because, in a way, you want to be relaxed when you're having these chats, and you want to be not... It, you don't want... You want to look forward to them and actually enjoy the chats and not be tired and, you know, you want to give it your all, essentially. But also the idea of having a st stockpiling episodes means that you've not got that worry then of, oh, I've done an episode this week for then, or oh, I better get another episode recorded because I've not got one for the week after. And doing it week to week to week, I think would be just too much stress. It really is. And that's kind of one of the reasons why I batch content. And that's also the other reason why I put out every other week uh, on my podcast. 
I just couldn't bring in myself to do every week. It's just too much work. I will burn out. And burnout is definitely, it's real. If you listen to my episode with Cliff Ravenscraft, he talks deeply into his burnout and how it actually put him in the hospital um, with uh, Goldstones, which were, it was terrible. And it was all because he wasn't taking care of himself, who was pushing so hard in his business, and he burned out. So burnout is definitely real. Especially when guys like us that are working, you know, 70, 80 hours a week on top of doing our podcast, our passion, we don't want to burn out. We want to be able to have that. And that's why we do th- do things the way we do. Yeah. This is B. Nicole from Buried on the Tundra, and you're listening to Pods Like Us. Um, I don't know why, but suddenly I've suddenly thought of when you were talking about that, uh, I think when you were speaking with him, there were certain things where he was saying where you have to be able to learn to, uh, you have, you need a support system there in place. So you need people there who will support you and back you up on these things, which is important, but also realizing that those people are there as well, rather than just thinking that you're on your own, you got to realize that those people are backing you up on these things. But also at the same time, it's like, you need to realize where you are as a person and what you're, uh, what you're best at in a sense and where you can actually allot out certain jobs to other people because giving yourself too much to do just adds to that and that brings the pressure even more and can actually cause this burnout. Exactly, exactly. You want to be able to do what you do well but what you can't do and can't accomplish, if you can hand those off to other people, uh, that way you don't have that burnout, you have less stress in, in what you're doing, it would be, you would be better off you know, at it. It's going to be a while before I can hand any of my editing or anything else off to other people. I'm just too new. So, But at the same time, you know, I still have people that support me. My daughter made my logo. My son helped me with my, uh, with my website. People that care about you and love you and want to support you, they will help you do what you want to do to accomplish what you want to accomplish. You know, you've picked up on a subject there I was going to go to. You're very good at this, you know. Oh, well, that's why they came with the little bucks around here. Huh? <laughs> so the daughter with the with the, uh, with the the logo, I mean, yes. was, that your, was that your actual suggestion? Did you say to your daughter, oh, this is the sort of thing that I'm after? Or did she just come up with this logo and say, here, I've done this for you? Well, um, when it comes to the logo, this the logo itself was my idea, and she just made it a reality. Yeah. I told her I wanted a Scooby-Doo dog and make it a pug because the pug is my son's favorite dog. Yeah. and put a piano tie on it, and this is what she came up with. Now, as far as the podcast cover that you see when you go on to Spotify or wherever it is, that's all her doing. Okay. I sent a picture to her of me in a pose, and then she just took it from there and, and made it what it is now. And I've had mixed reviews on it, but I love it so much. It's it's my daughter's artwork. You know, she's actually studying to be an animator. So it's like I, I really want to support her and what she's doing as well, too. And I think me having these things that she has created out into the world is kind of my way of supporting her. But that, that image of you on the on the actual logo is is you down to a T, should we say? Oh, yeah. Because it is, it is that positive you that's out there and almost like you're at – Am I getting a bit psychological and a bit Freudian with this here? Where you know, where you're, that's almost like an outstretched arm saying, "Here I am. 
I'm here to help you and to offer you advice in a sense. You know, what's funny about that particular pose that I do is if you ever go on to – now, the restaurant I work at is called Getting Basted. It's a barbecue restaurant. Yep. Now, if you look at any of their uh, Facebook or TikTok or anything like that, I'm actually doing that same pose in any of those pictures that, that I'm in. And that's actually where I got that pose from. Okay. And what I do I, with my hand out like this, my idea with my hand out and having the title of the show in my hand was kind of like a way of saying I'm I'm here to help you. You you can trust with you you could trust me with yourself in my hand, and that was kind of the my forethought in that whole thing. So and then you know of course the big smile and that ah you know whatever, but <laughs> it, it's almost like I can imagine the laugh while you're doing while you're doing that pose. Oh yeah, absolutely. You could definitely hear it while you're looking at it. Yes, definitely. <laughs> so music and logo. Are there any episodes that really stand out to you as very special? I, you know, all of them are really good, special to me just because every one of them are, are someone that I really touched lives with or helped them out. Um, the couple that I had picked out, cause I knew you're going to ask this question. Um, Episode 12 with Cliff Ravenscraft, like I mentioned earlier, was really, really good. A lot of great information from that. Cliff is an awesome, awesome human being. If you could ever look him up, do it. I really suggest it. Uh, episode 7 with uh, Dragos was definitely one of my favorites. Has the most downloads, and he has a wealth of information, too. Uh, episode 20 with Esprit Devora. I was actually blessed I guess you can say to have her on my show, one of the top 10 women in tech to follow. And she was able to be on my show. She agreed to be on my show. She has a, the resources that she gives out on that show is absolutely amazing. She gives out some great resources to help you in your entrepreneur adventure. Uh, and then the newest one that's actually coming out uh, next week is a really, really good show. A lot of great sources, um, and she has a lot of great information. I'm not going to give too much of it away. Um, episode 25, though, with Luz Gonzalez. Okay. That will have been about three or four weeks before this episode comes out. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, but that's, that's the best thing, actually. In many of your episodes, you've said that the interesting thing is that when you were starting you had the impression that everybody would look at you as competition, but mm -hmm. it's like podcasting. You know, you, you make a podcast and you go out there and surprisingly there's other podcasters that help you out. Even podcasters who make similar content than you, as yourself, they will offer suggestions and help you out and put their own followers your way. And it's, it's surprising that people, it's not a competition. They're trying to help you. And in those episodes that you're, the people that you're talking to, they're more than willing to put out there the information to help other people who might be competition for them, but it's all about giving back. Yeah, it really is. And I got to tell you, in my sales background, I mean, I was a 16 year car salesman. Car, you want to talk about competition? That's what I was really thinking when I started podcasting or even when I was even just started thinking about being the DJ because, you know, local DJ is not anywhere, really. It's all about area. Um, but anyway, it, it, I've never had the feeling of people being able to help me and helping me the way they do. Never had that before because all my sales jobs, everything else I've ever done has all been hardcore competition. 
And I really thought that's what it was going to be like. But the more I po- more I started podcasting, the more groups that I joined, um, the more uh, Twitter spaces I joined into, um, everybody has just been so willing to help me, teach me, promote me. And I do the same for them. And that's really what the, the whole community, the whole podcasting community is like. All there to help each other grow, learn, and be better people. Just to go on a quick tangent here, do, do you think that, you know, going back to car sales, do you think the whole competition feel of that has a lot to do with the fact that it is uh, commission-based? Oh, I'm sure that has a lot to do with it. Hmm. I mean, you want you want to be the one salesperson that grabs that person that comes through the door. You know, so, I mean, there I've worked at some uh, dealerships where it was a free-for-all. Whoever talked to that person first is the person that got that sale. There was other ones that were turn-based. But then you have a lot of sabotage happening or a lot of, well, that wasn't really a customer, so put me back on top of the list. You know, things like that. I mean, even... If it, I, I wouldn't really, it's really hard for me to kind of pin it down, but the, the competition, it being commission based, I'm sure has a lot, a lot to do with that. Absolutely. Definitely. Welcome to the Greek Mythology Short Stories Podcast. This podcast is hosted by Eric and Shane. Shane is a robot under Eric's control, but he sounds way better than him. Every episode in this podcast is a short story from Greek mythology. The podcast will cover the mighty gods, the great heroes, the cunning villains, and much more. I hope you enjoy this podcast and stay tuned for future episodes. So back back to a much more positive subject of your your show. (laughs) I I prefer uh, positivity here. So the next bit, I don't know what you think about this. So five tips that you would suggest for people starting business. Ah, yes. Tip number one, and probably the most crucial, start. Yes. (laughs) It's so simple, yet so hard to do. I mean... Doesn't matter what you do to get started. You could start like me, where you just started listening to entrepreneur books on a daily basis, just to keep your mind rolling to understand. Okay, this is how this is going. Learning, 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 always learning. And then whenever I talk about starting, you probably heard this already. Whenever I talk about starting and getting started, I go to my tagline: I can, I am, I will, and I'm doing it today. The today. That's the main part. All of it comes together with that today. So you start right now. Like, start right now. Just stop listening and start. No, I'm just kidding. I wait until we're done talking and then you can start. But yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's all about starting. Uh, number two, education. Understand what you're doing. Make sure you have some kind of knowledge, even if it's very little knowledge. It'll put you that little bit ahead and moving on to, the, to your next level, whether it's a start level or it's a little bit after that. Uh, number three, and this is going to get a little bit, a little bit weird, but uh, brain nutrition. This is one that a lot of entrepreneur coaches miss. We can't think properly if our brain's not working properly. Yeah. So your diet is important. Eat things that will contribute to your brain because your brain controls everything. It controls your heart. It controls your gut. It controls everything that you're doing. So do things to improve your brain. For example, eat fruits that have edible skins on them. 
First, with edible skins, will increase your brain, uh, your gray matter in your brain, which in turn will give your synapses easier paths to get to from point A to point D, where you have better ideas, put quicker on your feet, quicker ideas, things of that nature. Um, eat foods that are are uh, seasoned with uh, turmeric, pepper, things of the, things like that. Same thing helps your synapses grow, helps your brain, helps your gray matter. Um, anything to help your uh, hippocampus stay healthy. That way you could always think that you always remember things. Now, my family actually has a history of Alzheimer's disease. So I took a lot of great liberty in learning about Alzheimer's disease. And one of the main things they talked about was keeping your hippocampus uh, healthy. Okay. So I kind of did a deep dive into that. And that's what kind of kind of led to that. And I realized that having a healthy brain directly affects how good of an entrepreneur you actually are. Wow. Number four, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid yeah. to ask other people for help. Just like we we're talking about a little bit earlier. Don't think that it's going to be competition. There are people out there that will be willing to help you and probably be willing to help you for free. Like yeah. me. I don't know. <laughs> I'm willing to help anybody and everybody that I can. So, you know, I'm always top of mind when they're thinking about what can I do? Where can I get help? Maybe DJ Scoop could help me with this and, you know, contact me in my regular places. Number five, zone of genius. Know where your zone of genius is. Yeah. Uh, the book, The Big Leap, life-changing book for me. I suggest anybody and everybody that has any kind of business Read that book. It will you will learn your zone of genius, how to find your zone of genius, and how to stay in your zone of genius. So that's definitely something that that's my top five uh, things. <laughs> okay, this is me writing down. Read the Big Leap. Yes. There we go. Uh, if you want to, you could go to my website. It's in my it's in my uh, resources page. Absolutely. And just to let people know, the website is uepodcast.net. There we go. So <laughs> before we go to the next bit, I'm going to steal something from your show that you've stolen from another show here. So, oh, oh, no. So I already know what you're going to say. <laughs> is there any question that you wish I had asked? See, you know what's funny about this question? I've never prepared for myself <laughs> to ask myself that question. <laughs> Ooh, you've stumped him, Marv. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, let's see. Golly. See, I never, I'm never prepared for that, even though it's my best question. Hmm. Golly. Um, I'm going to edit this dead air. Yes, I'm sure. I thank goodness, because I'm like, <laughs> golly. <sighs> Um, see, we already talked about processes. I always love processes. Just to go um, on a tangent, why are you thinking about this? So, DJ D Jazzy Jeff or DJ um, Dougie Fresh? Oh, Jazz Jazzy Jeff, just because of the time frame, you know. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Jeffy Jeff from the Fresh Prince. Absolutely. Fresh Prince of Bel Air again. Oh, yeah. Um, NWA. Or public enemy. Neither. Um, I'm not a rap guy, to be honest with you. Okay. My 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 DJing is an electronic DJ. So like, you need to ask me like, 
DJ Skrillex or Dead Maps? Oh, I want to know the answer to this. See, go on. <laughs> Dead Mouse for sure. Yes. Dead, yeah. Dead Mouse actually has a lot more um, mixes, I guess you can say, or different sound effects that are a, a lot more pleasing to the ear. I like Skrillex, but his uh, his dubstep is a little too deep for me. It, the the sounds of the, his dubstep is just a little too much for me, but don't get me wrong i love him i i love his his music for sure i think there's more scope to to dead mouse i think there's more uh, there's more variety that he that he that he go that he uses in his uh, in his mixes so he will take them from various different places whereas i think skrillex and a lot of other people will they've got this specific area that they dip into to use whereas he's more open to using like so he will go Oh, I'll get something from from this jazz uh, record here, and I'll use that in there, and I'll mix that in with this bit of this bit of this metal song that I've heard from years and years ago, from the seventies. I'll put that there with this jazz section, and whereas a lot of others won't have that big a um, uh, a toolbox to to use. Yeah, yeah, he has a lot more variety in what he does, where a lot of other DJs will kind of stick to their to their area to their niche because that's where they're safe you know but he's not afraid to kind of venture out a little bit try different sound effects try different you know genres and areas to mix into his music to give it that different type of sound and i think that's really what i like about it the most so and then i'll listen to um i'll listen to that and that's really where i want to be in my djing is being able to mix music like that that's really what i want to do that's where a lot that's where a lot of my love comes from music is is that type of music and i want to be able to produce that for myself so um so you're still thinking about the question yeah oh gosh um how about uh who is your favorite podcaster who do you follow the most I will ask that now then, because we are going to get to podcast listening soon anyway. So who is your favorite podcaster? So my favorite podcaster, and I did mention him earlier, Pat Flynn. Yeah. Pat Flynn is not just audio podcasting, but he has video podcasting and all his information that he's willing to share with everybody. It it just is amazing to me what this man has accomplished. He he actually helped me start my podcast and made what it is today yeah. um, just through his free content, just for me watching his videos and listening to his podcasts. Like I, my, uh, what I say in the podcast and my structures inside my podcast are actually from a gentleman called John Lee Dumas or JLD from entrepreneurs on fire. Yeah. But my processes that I use, and and editing and everything else were all were all Pat Flynn, and then my marketing is that I use and my marketing ideas are from Pat Flynn, and then I will be putting up uh, putting together a course about how to start a small business, and the idea was was uh, inspired by something that Pat Flynn has said to me. So. It's not just podcasting, but it's it's a culmination of everything that he's been able to do for me, even though 
I mean, he doesn't call me like his best friend or anything like that, but I know him. He knows who I am. He actually mentions me in episode 512 uh, on his podcast, which was amazing. That's, you know, so that's pretty cool. <laughs> it is but cool when you hear yourself mentioned in other people's podcasts and they'll go, oh, blah, 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 blah. And you think, hold on a minute. And you sort of rewind to hear it again. You go, yep, they did mention me. Yeah, but I mean, we're not just talking about any podcaster here. No. We're talking about Pat Flynn. I mean, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. But yeah, uh, that was de- that would definitely be my podcast of choice was would be smart paths of income with pat flynn so we'll switch these then around so we might as well carry on with this and say so what podcast do you listen to so i listen to smart passive income pretty religiously um just because i like to learn constantly from 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 pat um, I'll also listen to uh, I listen to your podcast whenever I get a chance. I listen to uh, Wheel of Horror. Yes. They do a lot of great uh, a lot of great stuff with their um, reviews of different types of movies, horror movies, genres, thing things of that nature. There's a new one that I've been listening to constantly, which is hilarious, called "Stop Thinking with Your Butt." <laughs> and uh, names are kind of funny, but they actually talk about uh, different types of conspiracies. Now, I like them because they don't take the conspiracies so seriously. I mean, they talk about flat earthers. They talk about aliens. But just the chemistry between it's a husband and wife couple and, and the way they turn it into this whole comedic thing is just genius. So I always listen to them. I'll listen to um, Amy Porterfield. Yep. Amy Porterfield is awesome. She has a lot of great information. Um, I don't just stick to – that's the thing. I just don't stick to entrepreneurial-style podcasts, not as much as most people would think. No. Um, I, I got to keep my brain moving other directions. I can't just constantly think of entrepreneur stuff. Otherwise, I get bored of it. I got to move my brain into other places and other things and keep it fresh. So I don't just stick to one type of podcast as most people would think. When I first started out podcasting, I thought all I would listen to is entrepreneurial podcasts. But it's a lot, it's, it's different now, now that I understand. It's um, from my, from my point of view, from, from what I do, it's, it's something that I'm really happy with where as, as a, um, as a very fortunate side effect of doing this show that I do, it's actually opened my mind to listening to other other subjects, essentially, whereas before I was just listening to pop culture shows, so I'd listen to shows about music, shows about film. But now it's more of a wide scope, and I feel happier about that, and it's almost like you're you're feeding your brain with something else that's different and you're, you're, you're stimulating your brain with more information and something new. Every time that I listen to a different type of show, it's expanding to a degree that knowledge base. Although I do worry sometimes just to, you know, I'm, I'm going to quote Homer Simpson here that sometimes I do wonder if eventually I've got to get rid of something in my head to make room for something new. Right. <laughs> <laughs> But that's actually one of those things I talked about earlier about uh, increasing the synapse energy in your brain. That we can actually take it into a physical sense. 
when you're learning something new, hearing something different that you don't, never heard of before, you're growing synapses to remember that stuff. And when you grow those synapses, it's not just for that one thing, but it's for everything else, new roads for the brain to, to send through. So I think that's why we really get into new things like that that we've never heard of before because it really does increase our, our brain function. I know it's kind of weird to think about a show that says stop thinking with your butt and uh, you know increasing your brain function, but it does. Yeah. <laughs> so, Would you mind? I don't know if you want to. I don't know if you want to edit this out or not. But I, I can I do a couple of quick shout outs to a couple of my other podcasts. Yes, please. Yep. Okay. So um, there's another podcast that I really like called. Um, oh come on, brain. Of course, yeah. I'm talking about brain, and now it stopped. Uh, the Clueless Entrepreneur. Now, the gentleman that runs a Clueless Entrepreneur actually started his podcast the same time as I have, and he actually lives in Africa. Yeah. And uh, we've been in close contact with each other, so I was like, sh- you know, giving him a shout out because we're on pretty much the same same entrepreneur adventure. So that's always kind of cool. Also, the the Seeking podcast, the Seeking Tarot uh, with Snow, definitely a great okay. gentleman. If you're into tarot and that kind of thing, he's definitely a gentleman to listen to. That's brilliant. There you go. But uh, along similar lines to that, there was a show that does something very similar to me called My Guest List Pod, uh, which is based in Australia. And he does the same sort of thing as me where he will talk to podcasters about their shows. And then uh, I remember me and Darren, who makes that show, we're having a bit of a uh, discussion in a in an Instagram chat. And, mm. uh, and I said to Darren, I said to... Uh, wouldn't it be hilarious if we actually guested on each other's shows? So we're podcasters who make shows talking to podcasters. And we're t- so basically we're talking to podcasters who talk to podcasters about podcasting. We just right. found, found it quite <laughs> hilarious. So there is actually an episode of his show where we're both talking to each other about what we do. Right. Exactly. That's so funny how that works. <laughs> we just thought it was an. I just thought it was an hilarious idea, and so did he. Yes. Yeah. So, what advice would you give to people if they were starting their own podcast? Start. No, I'm just kidding. I did that one already. Um, yes. <laughs> just find out. Find out what your passion is. What's the one thing? That you could talk about for hours without stopping. What's that one thing you start talking about to your best friend and they go, will you stop talking about that already? That's what you want to do your podcast on. So, <laughs> I should find, do one about musical one. Tri- trivia. There you go, right? But, you know, um, find that zone of genius. Do a podcast about your zone of genius because you know that you're going to be able to talk about it and talk passionately about that particular subject anytime and every time that you can. And then the more you do that, the more you're going to find people that want to talk about that with you. So like me, entrepreneur, suddenly I'm talking to entrepreneurs right and left. I'm talking to podcasters right and left because that's what I'm into. So I'm, I'm actively even subconsciously seeking out these people and they're finding me. It's like, it's the same thing. Like if you go to buy a red car and suddenly everybody has red cars, you know, (laughs) Kind of like the same idea. So, you know, find that one thing that you can talk about all the time and start a podcast about it. And Henry Ford would hate it if you'd bought a red car. Oh, yeah, I know, right? (laughs) 
because it was was it uh, you can have any colour so long as it's black. Right. <laughs> well, I sold Fords. I know. Yes. yes. <laughs> right there we go. Yes. <laughs> So I'm trying to think if there's anything else that we might have missed. We've hit all over the bases, I think. And then some. And then some, yes. Yeah. <laughs> so where can people find the show and get hold of you then, uh, Scoob? So um, you can find the show actually on my website. I have players on my website, uh, uepodcast.net. You can find it on all the, all the major platforms, Spotify, Apple, Stitcher, Google, all those great ones. Uh, if you want to get a hold of me personally, you can email me at uapodcast2021 at gmail.com. If you want to get a hold of me on my, my most favorite home Twitter, that's at DJ, yeah, at gjscoop2021, that's S-K-O-O-B, that way I don't get in trouble. Yep. And uh, yeah, if, you, if you're if you a brand new entrepreneur or if you've been an entrepreneur for a while, get a hold of me. We can have a conversation and see if we can put you on the show. And uh, you, you may notice that when me and Scoob have conversations on Twitter, we will actually converse basically through Scooby-Doo uh, GIFs. <laughs> and it irritates. So we can have a whole conversation with pictures. <laughs> and it irritated the hell out of uh, out of Stu from Stu World Order the other week, didn't oh. it? Because he he just said, "Will you two stop it already?" <laughs> I can't believe you sent me a picture of Captain Caveman the other day. That was <laughs> that was great. Classic cartoon. Of course, you've got to do it. Oh yeah. <laughs> anyway oh, you, man. you can find pods like us just, for, just by looking for pods like us on instagram twitter and on tiktok as i said tiktok i posted up that uh, that content or that little bit of a clip that i got of your show from the beekeeping because i just thought that that was incredible information and i do that with a lot of shows i think i've done it a few other times with your episode as well where i've i've pulled bits out because there's just so much information out there and i think that people need to hear this exactly exactly and you can contact us through pods like us at gmail.com anyway thank you for speaking with me today scoop <laughs> right you thank you <laughs> I can't believe you pulled me on that. And do you want me to uh, teach you how to do it real quick? Go on then. I could teach you how to how to laugh like Scooby Doo real quick. <laughs> yeah. Sure do you want to do it? Work now. Let, let's try okay. this. Go on then. All right. Okay. So repeat after me. <laughs> Very good. Do it again. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Now growl like a dog. <laughs> do it again. Growl like a dog. <laughs> Uh, now, now go. <laughs> Something. <laughs> I can't believe I'm doing this at one o'clock in the morning. <laughs> oh well, yeah, it is one o'clock for you, isn't it? <laughs> sorry, man. Sorry, but yeah, that's pretty good. Just do that for about twenty years, you'll have it. That everybody just needs to click that bit and just keep repeating that, and you can all learn how to laugh like Scooby Doo then. I might make a GIF, I might make it, make a video clip out of that. 
There you go. <laughs> anyway, thank you everyone for listening and hope you listen again to another episode of Pods Like Us.